I am Robert Steinbuck filling in for Dave on this President's Day morning, 7.06, almost 7.07 a.m., 51 degrees here in Little Rock. Follow me on the Twitter gram at Rob Steinbuck at, excuse me, folks, at Rob Steinbuck on the Twitter gram. We are honored and privileged to have on the line with us another excellent conservative state rep, and that's state rep. Mark Lowry. Mark, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing well, especially after listening to you for the last hour. Well, that's very kind of you to say. You're fired up. I am fired up. I am fired up because I believe in conservative values. I respect those that disagree. I'm not a big fan of those who claim to be conservatives and are not. Or, by the way, those who claim to be liberals and are not. I don't like... A wolf in sheep's clothing. I like a wolf and I like a sheep. And I like to know what they are, plain and simple. And I know you are a good conservative. Mark, tell the listeners of Dave's show where your district is. Since you're a House rep, you're up for re-election, right? Because every all the House reps are up for re-election. Do I have that right or do I have that wrong? Every Yes. The, right. Every representative's up. We have two-year terms. Right. Where, where Where's your district? My district, it's District 39, which is primarily uh, Maumel uh, and parts of uh, other parts of Northwest Pulaski County, which would be Oak Grove, uh, Marche, Morgan. And then I've got a, a little bit of North Little Rock, just outside the Camp Robinson area, uh, the Amboy uh, area, but primarily Maumel. That's a fantastic area. Of course, a lot of folks that work in Little Rock, a lot of folks that work with me. Uh, live over in the Maumelle and related areas. So these are uh, contiguous, shall we say. I don't mean that necessarily literally, albeit maybe it's true. These are all part of one greater region. And so your votes are as representative of the people in Little Rock as they are the people in Maumelle and the related areas. This is all kind of a, a big stew. Isn't that fair to say? Well, that, that's correct, especially when we look at education policy, uh, you know, with this this law ongoing, what is it, 30-plus year DSEG lawsuit that involved uh, all three school districts. I think now Pulaski County is the only one that has not achieved unitary status, uh, but there's just been a lot of interconnection uh, on all of that and uh, continues to be, and, and as serving on the education committee, I I get to hear a lot about it. It's very very disconcerting. Indeed. You know, of course, I'm a teacher. I uh, teach law, and education is a passion of mine. And so I really do appreciate your service on that committee. In fact, you, you're running for re-election for, is it, is it your fifth term? Yes, be my fifth term. I was first elected in 2012. That's wonderful. Here's one thing that I've always said. There's a balance that we need in politics. I believe in term limits, but not too short, because then you get rid of the experience. 
So if you have an environment, as we do in Arkansas, where there are term limits and you like the person who's in office. Now, that's critical. And by like, I mean, I don't care if you want to go to coffee with him. He's doing the right thing for you. He's doing the right thing for your district. Then all else being equal, having someone with a couple few terms under his or her belt is of significant advantage to those people in that district because you know how the system operates. You know how to pass bills. You know how to kill bad bills. You know how to get things done. So since I am a big fan of what Mark Lowry does in the legislature, and then I find out that Mark Lowry has several terms under his belt, that's even more reason to vote for him. I think that's, and this is, of course, all about balance. I don't want any candidate to be in the legislature for 30 years. I think it's too long. But we have actually a fairly tight, fairly tight term limits. So there is no risk of over-serving. There is a risk of not keeping our good elected officials in office long enough. And so that's why I think it's critical. This is my personal opinion, but I'm happy to share it. I think it's critical that for candidates like you that have demonstrated their conservative values, we make an extra effort to reelect you because I think there tends to be some level of complacency. What are your thoughts on that general paradigm? Well, I I appreciate that, and I uh, totally agree. uh, The institutional knowledge uh, is necessary in the legislature. Uh, frankly, one of the things that you're up against is that uh, the bureaucrats and the various executive branch agencies, they don't have term limits, and they're able to stay around. And, and frankly, I've just seen numerous times where uh, I've, I have been a, a lead sponsor of legislation that took two to three years to implement because of the bureaucracy. And, you know, if you don't have that institutional knowledge that understands uh, that there are uh, mid-level people. I think uh, I think uh, Governor Hutchinson's done a very good job as far as his cabinet-level uh, uh, executive team. Uh, but the mid-level people, you know, they they'd like to drag their heels, and uh, so and this is especially true in education policy. Uh, I, I joke, but it's actually very true. My first term, uh, the first orientation that we were given in the education committee was being handed four pages of acronyms that we would need to understand in discussing education policy. Uh, and, and, you know, that that in, in and of itself can be intimidating. You know, what, what does this mean? A, AEA, AAEA, ASBA, you know. Uh, so I've been able to filter through that to, and uh, dig deep, especially on school finance issues. And uh, school choice issues, uh, I've been at the lead on that. I've been the lead proponent for homeschooling legislation. So I'm very proud of the the, uh, term of office that I've been able to serve. You know, Mark, I really believe you've highlighted an important issue that I want to expound upon briefly. And that is you get this four page sheet of acronyms and they tell you, you got to know these things. That is a tactic by bureau hacks. They come in, as you say, with no term limits. They come into the legislature and they tell you, this is the way things operate. These are the things you need to know. Let us inform you. Let us educate you. 
And really, what often, not entirely, but what often motivates these bureau hacks is getting more taxpayer dollars, continuing their bureaucratic, bureau hack-like reign over how our system of government actually operates. Because you're the people that operate the government and to make sure that they have reduced work. I remember when a bunch of bureau hacks showed up to the legislature and started to campaign for limiting the Freedom of Information Act. Remember, the Freedom of Information Act is exactly the law that allows the citizen to write a letter, make a phone call, send an email, and request records of the bureau hacks And the bureau hacks literally came to the legislature and said, well, you see, you see, that's a lot of work for us, and that's not our job. They're defining what their job is. The legislature defined what their job is when they passed the Freedom of Information Act 52 years ago. And now these folks are saying, well, that's not our job. So we've got to get the direction of that arrow back in order. And the direction of the arrow is the citizens elect The politicians, the elected officials, people like you, and you direct the bureau hacks. And when that arrow switches directions, that's when we have, you know what we have? We have a system like the Soviet Union, where the bureaucracy rules the day. And I, for one, will not tolerate. I, for one, will speak out on the radio. And I know people like you, Mark, now particularly with the added experience that you have, will push back and have pushed back on that. So we need to be ever vigilant on that point. You know what, Mark? Now that I've given my little speech, let's hold the line for a minute. Can you hold over during a break and we'll bring you back after the break? Absolutely. Absolutely. Terrific. This is the Dave Ellswick Show. I am Robert Steinbuck filling in for Dave this Monday morning at 719 a.m., 51 degrees here in The Rock. And we have on the line State Rep Mark Lowry. Mark, what are the big issues of your constituents right now? Well, I, th- I think uh, uh, staying the course on, on tax cuts, uh, There, you know, there's been a lot of talk in some other races about whether there have been net tax cuts when you also have to look at some of the taxes that have been increased. And I think uh, you know, I'm very proud of the fact that, uh, you know, I recognize that, you know, we shouldn't be take, uh, giving tax cuts with one hand and then taking, taking them away with the other. And we've done that on some of the road taxes. Uh, yes. I've, I've opposed the uh, uh, continuing of the half cent that's going to be uh, going before uh, the voters. Exactly. December, mainly because it puts it into the Constitution and it continues on in perpetuity. I've never Our heard district. of such a thing, if I may interrupt, Mark, that they want to put in the Constitution a permanent tax for highways. And the argument goes something like this by those in favor. Well, you see, we need to ensure that we have road funding, so we've got to put it in the Constitution. What's happened in the last 150 years? I will grant you 150 years out, the roads were not what they are now. But what about 50 years ago? What about 30 years ago? We didn't have roads then? We didn't have it in the state constitution that they are picking our pockets. By the way, they say a half cent, a half cent on every dollar. It's not, if you want a half cent, I'll give you double that. I'll give you a penny right now. If you cap it at that as the total, but it's a half cent every time I spend a dollar. That adds up. 
So it's really offensive when I hear these folks saying it's only a a half set. You know what? It's sort of like when somebody tells you it's minor surgery. You know what the definition of minor surgery is? When you're having it, not me. If I'm having it, it ain't minor. What do you think of that? Well, exactly. And, of course, my my concern also is that you are, you know, locking in these tax increases uh, and and the, the money that is spent on these highways there's really no legislative oversight. The uh, Department of Transportation is totally independent. Uh, you know, I'm greatly concerned in my district, Highway 365, the old Conway Highway, uh, from the North, North Little Rock City limits to Interstate 40. That road is in drastic need of resurfacing. Uh, it's become rutted through a lot of construction traffic. Uh, when there's rain, and especially if it's freezing rain, uh, becomes extremely hazardous, and we've not been able to get the Department of Transportation to be responsive in taking care of that. So at that point, the only the only uh, mechanism or the only hammer the legislators have is to say, well, then fine, we're not going to pass the increase. I'm not going to vote for uh, the motor fuel increase, the diesel fuel increase, and uh, so. I just think we, you know, we need to be upfront, transparent. I'm not sure the Department of Transportation is always completely transparent in terms of their decision making of what they see as a priority project. You know, Mark, you have educated me right now. And I, I, as an educator myself, I love to learn. I mean that sincerely. And I had not thought about really the brilliant point that you bring bring out. If you put a fuel tax in the Constitution, you've bypassed the legislature. You've said to these bureau hacks, unelected bureau hacks, here's your money. Have at it. You know what the worst thing for government is? Because the worst thing for the people is you have an entity that can pick your pocket and has no responsibility. What's the oversight? What's the control over the bureau hacks if they're guaranteed money out of my pocket every single day? You can't vote it down. You, as a state legislature and a state legislator, both, if there is a constitutional provision that funnels my money directly into a bureaucracy, what control over that bureaucracy exists? Well, absolutely correct. And I, and I have been accountable. I've gone before my city council and I've explained to them why uh, I've voted against the motor fuel tax increase, which I know is, you know, there's turn back funds on that. But the thing is, the people of the city of Maumelle voted themselves uh, a half cent sales tax already to pay for a major infrastructure need, which is the third exit uh, that comes off of uh, uh, Maumelle Boulevard comes out uh, at Interstate 40 uh, where the old rest area is. And that that uh, half cent sunsets when that bond is paid off. My argument has been, listen, the people of Maumelle and Northwest Pulaski County have taxed themselves to take care of their main infrastructure need. The highway department really did very little in terms of providing financial resources for that infrastructure. And, um, so I'm very, you know, I'm very proud of that vote, uh, mainly because I think uh, when you're talking about motor fuel taxes or you're talking about a half cent tax, you are most affecting those who uh, 
can least afford it. That's right. That, th- those taxes are regressive. That's right. Uh, and, you know, my, my concern has been that, you know, in this last legislative session, we did give a lower income tax cut, but then we turned around and put an increase on on gas. On right. So w- where we've given with one hand, we've taken away with the other hand. And That's exactly it, right. it's really remarkable how the lefties claim to be progressive. And yet every tax increase they make seems to be regressive. Here in Little Rock, your good neighbor, Little Rock, our leftist mayor is pushing for a sales tax. Who does sales tax affect most? It affects poor people. Why? Because they spend virtually all of their money in transactions. They buy food. They buy gas. They buy services. Rich people only spend a portion of their income and they save or invest the rest because they have more income. So what you have is an effective tax rate higher on the poor people than you do on the rich people. And, of course, our local lefty mayor here wants to use that money to build some, I don't know, golf courses or, or, or play parks or water parks. I don't know. And I don't care. It's enough with the taxation. I'm so tired of being laden down and then people looking down their noses at conservatives saying, well, you just don't want to help this person and you just don't want to help that person. You know what? Charity starts at home. And when you put a gun to my head and tell me I have got to start doing X, Y, and Z, that ain't charity. That's big government telling you how to live your life. I'm so proud of you for standing up against this bureaucracy and this point that you brought out, just this wonderful, insightful point that you brought out, that this gas tax that they want to put in the Constitution is a way to grow government and decrease accountability at the same time. I can envision no worse an outcome than that. Mark, Tell us, when's the election? What, you know, are you in a, a primary race? Are you in a general race? Are you both? Tell, tell us what's going on with your position. No, I, I'm not in a primary race. Good. I, I will have the Republican nomination, but I do have a Democrat opponent. Uh, the Democrats uh, like to send candidates after me, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess I, I wear that as a badge of honor. Sure. Uh, they... You know, don't like the fact that I was the lead sponsor of the voter ID law, which we now have in the state of Arkansas. Good for you. Uh, I've been the lead proponent of uh, uh, homeschooling and, and supporting, uh, you know, the ability for homeschool students Amen. to participate in extracurricular activities at their local schools. Uh, for school choice is something that I'm uh, uh, extremely proud of working with. We have a great charter school. Uh, out here in Maumelle, and I have done everything I can to also to support the charter movement. So these are the issues that we're going to be talking about. I, you know, I w- am a product of public schools. I'm not trying to hurt the public schools Gosh, by supporting no. school choice, but I am in favor of more accountability. And so one of the things I did uh, uh, passed legislation uh, several terms back that places a cap on how much school districts can put into reserves. Can I Uh, I cut in just for a second, Mark, because we've got less than a minute. I just want to emphasize your last point, which is school choice is about individual rights. It's about taxpayer rights. I am a product of public schools as well, up from the Northeast, by the way. But 
I, and I like public schools, but why shouldn't I, as the one who's paying for those public schools, be entitled to choose amongst the public schools or to withdraw some portion, not all of it, some portion of my money if I decide to opt out of that system? I don't like bureaucrats telling me what to do. And that's why people like you, we need to ensure that your expertise, your knowledge, and most importantly, your true conservative values are continue to be represented inside the legislature because we've got too many phony conservatives under the label of Republican who are in the legislature. Well, as usual, Mark, I've droned on past what I wanted to, so I'm going to wish you a a, a good luck and thanks, and we're going to go to a commercial right now. Thank you, Robert. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 